You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello and happy Monday. Yes. We are going to be announcing the winner of the Metabolic Prehab Scholarship today at noon. So excited. So make sure you check that out. It'll be on Facebook Live, Lifestyle Nutrition, and Ellison.coach on Instagram. So mm-hmm. best of luck to everyone. I believe that we have 14 applications. That's awesome. From the last time that I checked. So maybe we'll have a few more. Um, but we're excited to be able to announce that today. Yes. So Today, we're going to dive into a little bit of real talk, um, but we want to just talk about what's going on in the world and Mm -hmm. the heaviness because, you know, as moms, and I want to be very clear saying this, I only have one and he's 14 months old and I'm, you know, don't have to be doing like any of this e-learning stuff or anything, but like, man, this is crazy. Like this time right now that we're living in, it's chaotic and it's stressful and, you know, I've said this a a lot of different ways, but part of me is getting very concerned and very worried, not even just for like friends of mine, but just general population Mm -hmm. with the depression and the anxiety and the The worry. Mental health around all this. Absolutely. And like, I think about people who are not in such great environments. Like we have homes over, you know, we have roofs overhead. We have food on our table. Not everybody has that, right? We have... Um, you know, communities around us that are able to sustain through this time. Whereas there's other communities that are really suffering and there's a lot of violence and there's crime and there's, you know, relationships and people are turning to, you know, drugs and more alcohol to try to suppress like all of these things. And so we just want to talk about it today. We want to have a real conversation. It's nothing political. It's nothing related to your beliefs are better than mine. Anything like that. But like mom's We get it. Yeah. I think one of the scariest things that I heard for me just being a mom as a statistic, I think it was something like 65% of child abuse is first reported at school. Yeah. And so without schools being open or available for kids to have as an outlet, there's a lot of that going unheard, Um, which is just like, it gives me chills because I like, I can never imagine ever wanting to hurt my child or what is going on in that person's head or what they're struggling with to where they feel that is an outlet for them. And if there's any reason I want schools to open, I get the, you know, the fear and the risks, but like for these kids and for their mental health and for their physical health and for them getting more meals. And like, I know that a lot of schools are providing meals for families and stuff like that, but I just, I really hope that things turn around soon for everyone um, because this is, as we talked about, a very hard time and it's, you know, a lot of unknown and we're all trying to adjust and we get that. And Liz and I are very, you know, we're very lucky and grateful that we have jobs where things haven't changed a ton. Um, We worked from home really to begin with and we're not having to go into the office, but now, you know, I just started pressing back in daycare and Although I don't have to e-learn, I have to drop them off crying and screaming every day, which is a different type of struggle. Well, and I pulled Marcus from daycare because they keep opening and closing. Yeah. Like the daycares that I've heard from friends of mine that started um, the beginning of August, they keep calling and closing for like 72 hours. And I'm just, I'm Jeez. not going to put him in two days a week, pay 
for that and then yeah. have them be closed half the time, right? And so, I mean, but it, it's tough because I think in the beginning of all of this, like, everybody's really nervous, freaked out. Like, what is this? We don't know a ton about it. And so, you know, we could all deal with, like, the shutdown. And it mm-hmm. felt, like, temporary, even though we lack leadership at all levels to say, hey, we're going to make it through this together. I don't yeah. think I've heard anybody say that, which is frustrating. But hey, mamas, we're going to make it through this together. Whether or not we come out alcoholics because we drink a lot of wine when our kids were sleeping, that's a different <laughs> question. I'm just kidding. But like, so, no, in, in, in all truth and reality is like at the beginning of this thing, when we look back at like March, April, I think everybody kind of thought, okay, we'll make it through. The summer will come. They'll have more, mm-hmm. you know, answers. And then we just hope that we can get the kids back in school and for many areas, that's not happening. So yeah. it's a lot to juggle, right? It's a lot to juggle between trying to work if you work from home or if you travel or you're having to go into the office, if you're an essential worker, and then your kids now are home. And so then you're trying to either be teacher or nanny or, you know, have work be in your home at the same time that your kids are home and it's just chaos and you can't focus. And then you have to look at, okay, if you're married and you have a significant other or you're dating, like you're trying to be a good partner and a good spouse and it just feels heavy. Right. Um, and so we just want to remind you today, um, to give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, we talked to a lot of people obviously that are like, man, I'm stress eating right now. I'm emotional eating. I am, you know, finding myself turning to that bottle of wine, like not just on the weekends anymore, but most nights during the week because I sit down and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. We survived another day. But I think we have to start to think of this differently. Yeah. So this is our new normal for now, at least. We don't really have an end in sight right now. I'm hoping, I'm praying that there will be a vaccine that's available that is, you know, tested and trustworthy soon. Um, But we need to understand that now is what is happening. And in a way, stop kind of using it as a reason to why we just can't, you know, or we and can't change. We can't or... change. We can't feel better. We can't do this. We can't do that. We just, I can't do it. If that is truly how you feel, then that is your reality. But I have a feeling that there are alternatives. There are options for you to find a slightly new routine. Will it be the same routine you had before? No, it won't. Could it probably help you feel a little bit better than you do right now? Definitely. Yeah. So although you might not have your gym or your trainer or the barbell or whatever you had that was really great for you in January and February, guess what you still have? You still have your body and your body can get a great workout in while your kid is sleeping, you know, while they're taking a nap, while they're eating lunch, 20 to 30 minutes a day could be a huge difference for you to feel better And although it's not what you want, it might be what you need. Yeah. And I think too, it's okay that if your standards are a little bit lower than they might be, you know, if you were able to take your kids to school or daycare, and then you were able to go to work and you, you know, have some time to yourself and then you can go to the gym after or whatever your schedule previously looked like, that you felt like I had this high standard and I have this like great routine. It's okay if not all of those things get done that used to get done. And it's okay if, you know, your nutrition is maybe 90% instead of 95% or your workouts are 80% of what they used to be because like Becca said, you don't have access to the barbell or whatever that is. There are still things that you can do to adapt. And so we want to give you some tips today. Um, These are things that have kind of, you know, me personally has helped. Um, I am a planner. 
I like routine. I want to know what we're doing three Sundays from now at two o'clock. That's just me. That's my personality. And so, you know, a lot of this like unknown and what will we be able to do? Are we not able to do um, is frustrating, right? And especially too, like we have a, a gym and we're running that brick and mortar right now. And it's like, there's so many things that, mm-hmm. you know, just keep coming down the pipeline. And so we have to stay nimble and we have to just understand that like everybody's going through this. So we're yes. all feeling the same things. None of us are failing in any way, shape or form. Um, so a couple of things here. Number one, set a new routine. I talked to someone yesterday on the phone and she said some days she wakes up at 5 a.m. to go take care of her grandson. Some days she doesn't help until 1 p.m. So she's going to bed at midnight and then, you know, she's exhausted all day. And I said, no matter what day you go and take care of your kid, I recommend still going to bed at 10 p.m. and waking up at 5 a.m. if you need to or 6 a.m. if you don't have to. Like having this routine, our body craves routine, guys. It wants consistency. And guess what? Consistency brings results. And so if you are, you know, all over the place with when you go to bed because you're working from home and you don't have to get up a certain time, but then you're frustrated because your kids are waking you up and now you're feeling like you're on fire all day because you have no time to yourself in the morning, like create at least a bedtime routine and a wake up routine. This is something that has helped me so much because I have zero motivation when the day gets going to work out. Zero. Zero. Like on Saturday and Sunday when I can work out at 10 a.m. or noon, Guess what I want to do? I want to take a nap. Yep. Like, I do not want to work out at that time. And so I have to work out first thing in the morning because that is when I just, there's no other, there's no other things to do. I mean, I could work, but like no one else is awake. It's my time. I'm, there's, that is what I'm waking up to do. And that's what I do. And so for those of us that maybe are struggling to fit in a workout, I highly recommend because guess what? Your body will thank you going to bed earlier. It wants to go to bed earlier. Your body wants sleep. Yep. It will thank you. Set a bedtime and a wake-up routine, even on the weekends. Maybe you sleep in an extra 30, 60 minutes. But, like, do not have this, like, four-hour big window of when you sometimes right. go to bed or sometimes don't. And then when you wake up and when you can sleep in, like, it's not good. It just makes it harder. Like, Monday morning, you know, Monday, Tuesday, like, you're kind of, like, totally. dragging. Your energy is not as good if you're just in a routine because your body, again, as Becca was saying, it craves routine. And when we get in a good circadian rhythm and it's balanced, it allows other functions of your body to work properly. So there's a lot of things that happen when we sleep. And if your body is in this, you know, consistent routine, you're going to get the sleepy cues. Like, you know, we talked to some people who are like, I'm just a night owl. I like to stay up really late. Well, if you are getting the direct light input that you need from the sunlight throughout the day, and then you're winding down at nighttime, dimming your lights, you're not, you know, awake with the TV blaring and all the lights on in your house, you know, stimulating wake signals, your body will naturally start to adapt and create the melatonin that it needs to, to help you kind of wind down. The second thing here is make your schedule. So right now, Everybody is going to be home. You're going to be doing e-learning. You might have meetings for work, whatever. Instead of chasing your tail all day long, take a look at your week. What are the big heavy hitters that I have, whether it's meetings or when the kids need to do things, I would advise that you get your kids on a schedule. Sure. You might argue with them. They think that e-learning is going to be fun and games because they can stay up late. They can sleep in. It's not good for anyone. Um, I was homeschooled. I can tell you the number one reason I was successful with it. And we didn't have a ton of arguments. My mom set expectations. I was on a schedule. I woke up, I got my chores done. I had a certain time we ate breakfast and then I had to start school no later than 9 a.m. You are the adult. You are the parent. Yep. You are the authority. Okay. I talked to someone the other day about this. They were like, well, 
my kids don't want to eat healthy and my husband looks at me crazy when I bring home, you know, whole wheat bread and peanut butter instead of pizza and stuff. And I'm like, have a conversation with them. I think sometimes we just lack the communication, which creates misunderstandings. It creates confusion and that creates arguments. If you simply have the conversation with them, like given my child's two, I can't have a conversation with him. Like he's not going to understand why I want him eating vegetables. He literally just throws them on the ground when I try to give him anything green or resembling a vegetable or says, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so, yes, I do what I can to get him to eat stuff. But if your child is old enough to understand, and obviously your spouse is old enough to understand, have a conversation with them and explain to them why you want to start eating healthier, why you want your family to start eating healthier. And guess what? They will likely adhere because it's all they got. Yep. They aren't going out to eat all the time. They, they, get don't, over it. they don't have their own money. They're your kid. You are the authority. So although it might come with some resistance, I promise you it will be worth it. Because let's talk about maybe the research that correlates so many times poor eating with ADD, with mood disorders, yep. with cognitive disorders. Like, this is for your kid's best interest. Obesity. Too. We are totally. at an all-time high for adolescent obesity. And it's not their choice what they're eating. They can't pay for it. Nope. So we got to take a look in the mirror. So, so that's some tough love. Yeah. We so love anyways. you. But you can set some boundaries. Yes. You can set some rules. And here's the thing. Have fun foods. On yeah. the flip side of this, right? Like have some fun foods. Have pizza night. Make homemade pizza. I love going to Trader Joe's. I think it's like $1.20 or something to get the pre-made dough. And then it's a couple bucks for the pizza sauce. We do some fresh mozzarella. We make our own pizza at home. And it... And when Marcus is older, it's going to be something that I want to do as a, like a tradition. Carson loves pizza. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing that like Friday night. My mom would get the kit. We would order it or sorry, we would make it. And then as I got older, yeah, we would order it. Or, you know, if you're really busy, sure. But like have some fun foods. Maybe on the weekends, like Saturday or Sunday is like a treat. And here's the thing. Use it as disciplinary. Like if I was bad throughout the week or I wasn't doing the things that I you know, should be doing as far as my chores and stuff. Yeah. Those fun things were like the first thing to go. She's like, Oh, I'm not getting ice cream on Saturday. Cause you can't behave. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I'm not telling you how to discipline your children. I'm just saying that these things, you know, can be taken away. It's not that you have to give them a serving of ice cream every single week, but you know, make it fun, you know, set boundaries in your house, set a schedule, get them into a routine. I promise it's better all around. And then Absolutely. for you as mamas. Um, I posted a video yesterday in our fit mom group, um, talking about daily intention. So Beck and I both are very big proponents that while you might not love waking up five o'clock, five 30 in the morning, we're very, very big proponents of getting up at least like an hour or 90 minutes before your kids wake up and having some you time, yes. how you spend to use that time is up to you. It could be for, you know, coffee and reading on the porch. It could be journaling. It could be, you know, working out. If your husband's home, somebody's in the house, you could go for a walk. Like however you want to spend that time. I think it's so important. I know at least for myself, I show up so much better because I don't feel like I'm chasing my tail all day and mm. I'm impatient and I'm frustrated because I didn't get that time for myself. So get up. 60 to 90 minutes early, and then set your intentions for the day. What are five things that you need to get done? This can be home. This can be work. This can be self-development. It could be a hobby or a side business. Set five things and challenge yourself to get them done so that you can win your day. And as you you know are able to check off all of those things, I feel like you get this like sense of totally. accomplishment. 
Totally. And I think also, especially right now, when we might not have the normal to-dos, we might not have, like, socialization that's happening a ton. We might not have, like, mamas, if you're just staying at home with the kids, you might not have a huge feeling of, like, drive or passion or purpose right now. That can be really hard to keep going through your days. And so setting those daily intentions or reading or having that time to yourself can help kind of create something that you enjoy each day and look forward to. Because I get it. Like, if Nick's gone all day or I'm just with Carson all day, I love my child, but it can start to wear on you. Like, it gets exhausting. And when you have something that is for you, it doesn't mean you take away everything from everyone else. And we've been talking about this a lot lately. Is like, you making time for you doesn't mean that you stop making time for everyone else. Mm -hmm. But you still need to make that time for you. You are a priority. You are the person living your life. You are the person most impacted by your life. So you need to start finding that time but it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom if you decide to take an extra hour for yourself during the day. You're probably a better mom. Totally. Totally. Like, at night when Nick gets home, that's Nick and Carson time. Like, I'm I'm about shift parenting some days. Like, it's it exhausting. is what gets me through. Like, yes. in the mornings usually is when I take care of Carson and get him ready for school. And then I pick him up and I have usually like an hour or two before Nick gets home. When Nick gets home, I'm cooking dinner. I'm maybe finishing up some work. Like... That is Nick and Carson time because Nick doesn't really see him otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so we are all about like working in shifts if we need to. But if you are the only person watching your kids and you have multiple kids and they are exhausting, because let's be honest, kids are exhausting. I literally want wine at like 8.30 some days. It wears on you. <laughs> because they're exhausting. On the way over here, I was like drinking my coffee and I was like, I wish this was wine right now because yes. dropping off Carson today, I almost got in the car and started crying myself. Oh, because he was He was crying, crying at so our high. house before we even left because I mentioned school. Mm. I mentioned it. and we try to be fun you know you're gonna go see your friends today he knows a couple friends names in his class and as soon as I mentioned it he was on his changing table and he looked up at me and started crying oh. and I was just like why do you hate it so much <laughs> and I think it's really just drop off he has like I think he has some separation anxiety yeah um because he just wanted me to hold him all morning like he didn't want me to leave he didn't oh. want me to go in the basement um but yeah it's exhausting and it's hard and so having my time, like if I hadn't gotten up and gotten that workout in and the first thing I ran into in the morning was my child crying and trying to have me hold him all morning because he wanted, didn't want to go to school, gosh, like well, that And you're pregnant, so you would be <laughs> That workout and that time for myself in the morning is just gold. Like that is what makes me a happier person. Yeah. And so try to find this time for yourself. And on top of that, find some people to talk to because mm -hmm. Lord knows I talk to Liz all day, every day about all the things, yep. anything, I told, and my husband knows this, Liz knew that I was pregnant before my husband did. Like, I... <laughs> I'm also the one that was like, I think you should take a pregnancy test. And she's like, no, there's no way. And you're like, are you? And you're like, days. And then that Saturday, I was, she, she finally caved and bought one or whatever. And I was like, yes, because I'm like, I just, I don't know. I was, oh something just God. knew it. But talk to people, you know, and here's the thing, like we're creating this podcast and we might get some backlash. Some of you may not agree with us. Some of you may not like some of the things that we're saying as far as like, you know, some hard truths here. Um, because we're, we are talking about some hard truths, right? Totally. Like we do have to set, um, you know, boundaries and routines and discipline and we have to be the parent sometime. And, um, we can't put the kids in front of the TV all day, every day, but, uh, you know, definitely sometimes that that is needed. Um, but talk to people and like, be real with people. You know, I tell Becca all the time, like I follow Kat and Nat and I just appreciate like the realness and the comedy that they provide and like the love and stuff. But, you know, last week, 
transparently. Marcus was in the uh, driveway just throwing a temper tantrum because we couldn't go out into the street. And I'm trying to explain to him. And he's just too young and he can't communicate. He doesn't understand yet um, why we can't go out into the street. And a police officer drove by. And the guy's like laughing at me and waving, you know. But internally, his mom, you're like, oh my God, like, is this really happening right now? And so we come inside and of course he's mad then because we have to come inside. So it was 841. I remember looking at the clock thinking if my mother-in-law wasn't coming here in 20 minutes, I probably would open a bottle of wine because I was so just, I mean, he gets up at six. So we were like (laughs) only two hours and 41 minutes in and it's exhausting. It is. The days go so slow, but the weeks go so fast. I know it's crazy. I know. It's kind of like that science experiment that I tried to do with him and I thought it would occupy us for like an hour. Never. It was like 10 minutes. I now just like let Carson go outside and wander around. Do you have a backyard though with the we fence? We have a backyard, but now he can get out of the fence. Like he knows how to open the gate and stuff. Mm. But luckily the street we live on now is very quiet. Not many cars go on it. So I just let him like, honestly, I just let him wander in the street. Yeah. And, like, so we don't have a fence and like our deck is crazy. So that's one thing like I, I've told my husband a few times, like, we got to move and like figure out mm-hmm. a different play situation. But anyways, the, the last thing here that we're going to talk about with tips is give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of the day, just take a deep breath. There have actually been research studies that shown if you just breathe for 10 breaths, big deep breaths, you don't have to do any fancy eight seconds in, hold eight seconds out. Just 10 deep breaths have been shown to reduce cortisol levels by 42%. Do that a couple times a day. Get outside, go for a walk. If that requires taking your kids with you and going to the, you know, the park or walking them over to the ice cream shop, whatever, do that. Get outside, get some sunshine talk to people in the fit mom community, make a post, you know, meet up with people, talk to us, like post in there. We're happy to, you know, talk with you. Um, and then I think the most important thing is just from like a nutrition perspective is like, let's just relax a little bit and have some easy meals. Maybe you do Instacart, maybe you do a little more frozen vegetables or some more chicken nuggets or sweet potato fries for a while. Like, We'll get back to a place where you feel like you're superhero and superwoman, but right now, we're all kind of in survival mode. Yes. And I think a lot of people have been asking for like easy family dinners or things that their toddler will eat. I don't know your toddler. My child will not touch vegetables. He sometimes eats proteins. Mostly it's fruit and yogurt that I try to keep as like whole foods. Um, but some tips are like dissect your dinner. So like if you eat with your children, which I highly encourage, I think it creates a good habit. We've been working on it. Carson used to watch like a show while he ate some days. I've gotten away from that, and now he sits at the table with me. Even if I'm not eating, he's sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm trying to have, like, maybe a snack or something while he eats. They are much more likely to eat while you're eating if you are there with them. And so you can always, like, dissect your dinner. Like, maybe you're having, like, you know, a chickpea pasta with some meat sauce or something. Before you put that together, maybe you just butter up some noodles, give them some noodles, give them some meat, ground meat, and then give them, like, some fruit on the side, and then you put your dinner together from there. Or you could do something like... Foods that are easy to put together, like some deli turkey or chicken and some cheese, and you get them and make them a sandwich. Or I give Carson, like, all those pieces apart. I'll give him, like, a Hawaiian roll, a string cheese, some ham, and then, like, some fruit, and I'll put the ham or the turkey on top of a salad kit. Or, like, I have some chicken that I put on a salad kit that are easy. For breakfast, I make Carson what I eat. Like, I'll scramble up eggs. I'll have some. I'll give him some. I make oatmeal. He eats what I eat. And then I'm making food for both of us. I talk to so many moms that are like, I didn't have time to eat today until 2.30. Because I was giving because everybody else. Because I chose else. not to eat until 2.30. That is your choice. You refuse to make yourself a priority. There are options, guys. We just have to be a little creative. We have to maybe let our child scream at our hip for a second and don't pick them up and get yourself a meal. Because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be nourished. 
you deserve what is right for you. Yeah. And skipping these meals only lends to over-consuming in the evening time or like finding yourself at 2.30, you know, reaching for garbage food or, you know, less nutrient-dense food, right? Because you're just starving and you're so hungry and anybody would do that. We, you know, we talk about that in our podcast around why we overeat carbs. But as Becca said, like you kind of in a way choose that you're not going to eat because here's the reality of it. Like if your kid is eating breakfast, you can make something, even if it's almond butter toast or a rice cake with a little bit of almond butter or protein shake or something that's quick, easy, convenient, takes less than 60 seconds. Like do that. And I can't agree with Becca more on the way that like I dissect dinner a lot. Um, I also dissect my breakfast a lot. Like this morning, you know, I had oatmeal and I had um, eggs. And so he had some eggs. And then instead of giving him some oatmeal, I just made him a tortilla with some almond butter because he loves that and he mm -hmm. eats that. And then he had fruit, you know, and then I had some berries. And so it's kind of like setting the example for them. And as you do this, they will reach for what you want. Yes. But if you're constantly giving them things that are different than you, like that's what they're going to learn. And they're going to say, Hey, I want McDonald's instead of having dinner with the family tonight. And down the line as they grow older kind of sets everybody yeah. up for just frustration um, because then we're trying to make seven different meals. So, totally. all right, we're going to wrap it up today. We hope that this helps you. If you love it, you can share it on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and if you're not already, Join uh, the Fit Mom community, the Fit Mom Lifestyle community on Facebook. That is our private community. We'd love to have you there. And there's a link in the show notes so you can join. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag us at lsn.coach. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.